It's Grateful Badass Podcast with your host, Stacey Mack, introducing a new series, Be Informed, Law, Social Justice, and Community Activism. These are questionable times, and Grateful Badass Podcast introduced the podcast series highlighting conversations of how individuals of today are showing up these days. A series of guests who are focused on changing our world, one neighborhood, one community, one city at a time. Grateful Badass, Grateful Living, Badass Style. And for the Be Informed series, I'm so excited to bring to you a few badass guests. And the first guest for episode one of the Be Informed series, stay tuned for the call. I have on the call with me none other than Joanna Garcia. Hey, Joanna. Hi. I'm so excited to have you on the call, and I have to, uh, first and foremost, I just want to, uh, I guess, announce for you that you are running for New York City, um, New York City Council for District 10. Yeah. All right. Tell me, tell me about that. Uh, well, first, uh, thank you so much, Stacey, for having me on your program. Um, this is exciting for me, too. And, yes, I'm running for City Council for District 10, uh, which spans um, Inwood and Washington Heights and a little bit of Marble Hill. And it's in a community that I, you know, born and raised and raised in my own family. And right now uh, it's a seat that's going to open up due to term limits. And I've launched earlier um, than many uh, would normally uh, have launched uh, because right now the incumbent uh, may leave the seat prematurely. So we just want to make sure we're ready. But I'm super excited at the opportunity of representing the community that I love, that I've labored in, that I'm committed to. Um, And the city council is something very familiar to me. I served as both... Uh, legislative budget director and chief of staff uh, oh, to then what, city council what, member Johnson. Okay, I have to interrupt. I have to interrupt. Yeah. Let me give. Yeah. Let me give. I'm going to allow you um, time to follow up with this. Let me give you your awesome bio, by the way. Mm-hmm. All right, John. As you stated, you are a native New Yorker. I have questions about that because I grew up in the South. A native mm-hmm. New Yorker, currently serving as chief of staff in New York State's New York State Center, Senator Robert Jackson. Previously, you were, chief, as you just mentioned, Chief of Staff at the City uh, Council of New York, a graduate of New York University, first in your family to do so, uh, to actually attend college and become a college graduate. That's just wonderful. Founded and ran a nonprofit organization geared, geared towards youth services and reducing teen pregnancy. Let me see a few more things I want to add here co-founded and currently serves as president of the Uptown Democrats. And mm-hmm. uh, one other thing, president of Community Education Council, whereas you were appointed to that council by uh, Manhattan Barrel president and elected by your peers to, to the position of president. And uh, last but not least, a mother of three beautiful children. Jonah, you were super busy. And then you on top of that, you're running for city council. Yes. So um, busy, I think, uh, thin line with crazy, but um, passionate. <laughs> <for sure. laughs> so so uh, as far as that, let's go back to the beginning. A native New Yorker, um, that's a little foreign to me because I grew up uh, in the South. So what, is, what does that look like growing up in New York City? 
Uh, growing up in New York City, um, more specifically in, in Washington Heights, okay. um, it was, and it is, uh, it, it's, it's a little bit of pride, I have to say, uh, to know that I grew up in this place that's full of uh, diversity, uh, different ways of thinking, different ways of, of doing something and looking at a problem, a great deal of community organizing. Um, I attended uh, public schools, and uh, my, my parents uh, immigrants um, from Cuba, and okay. I recall being the interpreter for my mother. I recall uh, just having all kinds of different uh, friendships uh, with people from different backgrounds. Uh, okay. So, and, and just to continue that thread uh, to the next generation with my own kids um, is exciting. So, I guess in other places I'd be called a townie uh, because I'm still here. Wait, you'll be called a what's, what is it? A townie. You know, like oh, a townie, like you're, you're one of those, uh, grew up in this town. I mean, it's a neighborhood. Um, okay, I get it. In, in I get here. Mm hmm. Oh, I get it. Well, you, let me say that I definitely um, agree with, well, I, don't, I can't say I agree with you. Um, I understand what you're saying through the eyes of my daughter. When, she, when we came here, uh, she's a teenager now. Uh, when we came here, she was in the fifth grade. And I have to say that I'm nearly somewhat a little, now, don't get me wrong, I don't regret growing up in the South. It was wonderful, and I had a wonderful experience, um, childhood, schools, and all. But I have to say, I look at my daughter, I'm like, wow, you have a true, you have tremendous opportunities. Everything that you actually just mentioned, uh, the diversity, which is huge here, um, the accessibility to the arts, the community organizing, and everything that you just mentioned in your in your childhood and, and being uh, brought up in the city, I see my daughter having access to that. And I think I, I know it's a privilege, but I'm very grateful for it. So I can almost understand what you mean. What yeah, you mean? It you know, it, it definitely builds, at least in my eyes, uh, a certain uh, resiliency. Uh, Absolutely, the, I think so. Yeah. All right. So okay. So your current. Tell me about um, your way. What spark? What was the spark in regards to where you are now? Coming from growing up, growing up in Washington Heights, going to NYU, parents uh, immigrants, Cuban immigrants. I didn't know mm -hmm. that about you, Joanna. Mm -hmm. And I didn't give our connection. We I met you through my daughter's. Uh, we were parents of the same. Well, your mm -hmm. kids, your young kids, were still there at the same school, mm -hmm. middle school, and my daughter is now in high school, and your daughter is, the oldest is now in um, college. Kudos, yeah. kudos to her. So we know each other from that, from the middle school, parents of the same middle school, and also through our wonderful church community. Uh, you've been attending um, Fort Washington Collegiate Church for a number of years, I suppose, and me, myself, yeah. I still, still consider myself fairly new. Yes, about six years now. So um, what, was the, what was the spark for you, Joanna? which led you to politics? To politics. Um, I remember that when I, uh, so first of all, I've always, since I was young, I always said that I wanted to do something where I was working with people and helping people. So I went through the whole gambit of in what capacity. First it was teacher, and then at some point I said, no, I feel like I'd be limited to the classroom. So then it was school okay. psychologist. And I said, no, I'll be limited to the building. Um, okay. So, you know, clearly I'm a glutton for punishment because uh, I then uh, at some point 
um, I did end up helping and working in the capacity of assisting families with children with special needs as our early intervention supervisor, but um, I had the opportunity to start a not-for-profit where I was able to help uh, even more people, and through a humanitarian trip to the Dominican Republic where we were taking prenatal vitamins uh, for uh, women who were exposed to high levels of lead. Um, Oh. uh, Yeah, uh, and I, I joined, I partnered with the then council member, uh, Robert Jackson, on illustrating and writing a book, and it featured the, the children and families of that town that were fighting against the, uh, the automobile factory that was poisoning the land, and therefore, by extension, the water. Um, and so I illustrated the book, and I wrote the book in conjunction with those that have been um, helping this cause. And so I met with a council member. Uh, fast forward, um, there was an opening in his office, and I, I had to eat my words because I recall saying I would never work in politics, uh, but <laughs> I learned. <laughs> I learned well, never me, say why, never. Why did you make that statement? I'm just curious. Um, I felt that uh, growing up in uh, Washington Heights um, that things were way too politicized um, and that uh, small not-for-profits had to play too much of the political game instead of just being supported for doing a good for the community. Um, Oh, interesting. Yeah, so so I was a little uh, resistant to having to play politics. Uh, but when I actually met uh, the council member, and there were other elected officials on this humanitarian trip, he was the only one that when the cameras were off, uh, he was still there unloading the truck, going to the schools or whatever. Uh, so I saw a different side of what government representation looks like. Um, and uh, as I mentioned, fast forward, he, he did interview me for an opening in his office, and I was fortunate enough to get the position, and so in essence, I think it now makes uh, about 11, 12 years later, um, I was mentored in this kind of uh, representing the public minus politics. Um, yes. So I, I yes. saw a, com- a complete separation. Um, but uh, then I got involved in more into actual politics, which is what led me to uh, begin our own democratic club because I realized that there were others that felt the way that I did. And I said, we need to put the community back in what politics is because ultimately, yeah, sorry. Uptown, 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 uptown community Democrats was founded about four years ago. Um, and okay, that was my question. Okay. Yes. And it was founded in response to feeling uh, that there was no community in the way that politics operate up here and that there were too many uh, residents that felt locked out of, sure. of having a say um, in the political landscape and feeling like it was an insider's game. And certainly I was on the inside because I worked for an elected official but I looked at my younger sister, I looked at my mother, I looked at my, 
my cousins and I said, it shouldn't be an insider's game because politics impacts everyone and everyone should know yes. how it works and how any small thing that they could do, how it contributes to improve their own quality of life, which is what led me to work with others to um, start the Uptown Community Democrats. I see. And, we, and in regards to Washington Heights and Uptown Manhattan, would you say that the area seemed to have left out its own constituents because of the immigrant, does the large immigration status or immigrant status um, in that area? Is that would you say that's the reason, or or others? Was just that's just that, how it was. That was part of it. Um, I think that the um, uh, the immigrants in our community felt that politics worked a certain way, which is um, you know you scratch my back, I scratch yours, which I'm okay. completely um, I completely disagree with. Uh, in fact, sometimes in my current capacity as chief of staff, uh, there will be constituents that come in for help. Like they're in a desperate situation of about about to be evicted or right. there's a health care issue, and they start the conversation by saying, I voted for, and I stopped them, and I said, stop. That is completely yes. irrelevant. Uh, oh, we are here to represent awesome. and help everyone. And it's just a mentality and a way of thinking about politics works up here uh, that I want to change. And it's part of the reason why I've been further propelled um, to represent everyone in the city council. Right. I just, I'm just i a little curious. Uh, your day, um, a day in the life of uh, working for a state senator, can you just give me a brief overview of your day and how it looks? Oh, sure. For um, our listeners, of course. Of course. Um, so... I would wake up hoping that I get to my to-do list of priorities, um, and there's always a balance of things that have to get done right now because it's on my list to get done, and then there's crisis intervention and because there, there's real need um, out there. Uh, and uh, And so it, it's conference call, meeting, uh, going to support groups, doing other work, um, strategizing with uh, grassroots uh, on how to either push legislation or introduce legislation uh, that may remedy uh, a crisis or a pattern of an issue in our community. It could involve talking uh, to a constituent, uh, talking to a labor leader, talking to the head of of an organization. It could be behind the desk. Um, I could work from anywhere that there's a computer and internet. Um, okay. And yeah, and it could. My day starts as early as seven because I'm checking emails and responding uh, to inquiries, um, and it often ends at nine. And and in between, I'm checking in on my kids, uh, making yes, sure they're they're okay. Uh, when I can, in between, I go home. Uh, I check on on their homework. Uh, make sure that my presence is very much there. Um, and uh, just last night, I ended a conference call at 10 p.m. Because uh, I, I prefer conference calls at 9 p.m. actually because the kids um, theoretically are sleeping. Yes, I definitely, I definitely understand. They theoretically are in bed. <laughs> I understand. So what, so what led you? And, uh, of course, you, that's a pretty busy day. And um, 
you you make making me feel a little bit at ease because I have to say that I am constantly on the go and my mother has to tell me to slow down mm-hmm. and just you know stop and smell the roses. Um, yes. But there's work to be done, and uh, which is why I definitely wanted to have you on the podcast and to hear hear about you and everything that you have going on. Of course, we ran into each other recently and um, briefly had a conversation about your uh, decision to run for mm-hmm. city council. Can you tell me a little bit about that? Sure. Um, so I did not wake up one day and say, I want to be a city council <laughs> member or elected official. Okay. Um, okay. I, yeah, I actually was approached for over a year um, by many people um, in the different circles that, that I work in um, telling me that I was a natural choice for a council member and that I should run. And um, I, I always said that I, I love representing and, and, and public service. I'm not in love with the campaign aspect of it. I, I truly, and this is just a joke, of course, I wish I uh-huh. could just um, submit my resume, fill out an application, do an interview, and ask <laughs> people. Just you know, <laughs> really pick the best representative uh, because okay. I wish it was. Yeah, I wish it was minus all the um, uh, the the press sound bites and and, and jostling, um, but really just looking the at people's trajectories. Right, right, right. Um, but that being said, uh, I, I was asked. Uh, numerous times, and I said no, and I'm, I'm fine where I am. And then I had several people say, "It's, it's, you've helped so many others um, that it's time for you to to be out there, ready, leading." And um, the the final the final two things that occurred that that made me be re- helped me be very decisive about it was um, asking my my children. Uh, okay. my mother, who are the ones that would make the biggest sacrifice um, if I were to be fortunate enough to um, to serve as city council member. Um, and when I asked my children, uh, they said, absolutely, when can we start uh, oh, campaigning so for awesome. you? Right. And then, and then my mother, who's, you know, ever the, 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 the mama bear, very protective, as you mentioned, <laughs> your mother tells you slow down. And my mother's always concerned about, uh, you know, me slowing down uh, and pausing. Right. And so there was a little bit of trepidation on my part when I told my mother and asked her her thoughts. And she said, I'm behind you 150%. What do you need? And, and that was just really what I needed. Um, and the icing on the cake was uh, my current boss, Senator Robert Jackson, uh, who I have worked for over the years, about 10 to 11 years, uh, saying, it's time for you to get out in front. It's time for you to do this. Um, the, the community needs you. Uh, so that kind of communication and support, um, I have to say, was, it is humbling um, and very encouraging. Right. And then you have to... You know, we have to look back and we see that all the work, or you've seen, or should see, all the work that you have done prior to this day in announcing your candidacy have prepared you for it. I mean, I can, I don't know, you know, I can still consider myself a new 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 Yorker, uh, mm-hmm. I, although I've been here almost five years. I feel like the first two weren't 
really there because I was in school. Anyhow, so maybe I just feel like, you know, you look back and you see that um, you are more than qualified and uh, it's the next level. And my the whole Grateful Badass podcast platform, as I was telling you, is all about, it's, of course, it's Grateful Living Badass style. That's how sort of our mission statement, but it's about the seeking excellence. And also, and for you, that is showing up and showing out and being an advocate for the people. And I can't see what other better way in serving as a city council. Um, Thank you. Thank you. I definitely definitely want to um, comment that I do look forward to elevating the issues with our public education. That's clearly a passion that I have. Uh, I truly believe that every single child um, is entitled to have an access to the best education there is. Um, Absolutely. Yeah, and then, of course, my parents being immigrants, um, making sure that um, immigrant issues are brought to the forefront. And growing up in New York City, I always saw uh, small businesses closing down. Again, they're they're largely immigrant-owned or Im- immigrant-managed. Um, right. And so just supporting those different causes along with others, um, I do see the city council um, office as an extension of of what I worked on, and, and I'm really looking forward um, to be quite frank with everyone of just elevating those issues and being a partner with other elected officials on those That sounds issues. awesome. And you know what, in your answer, you just, um, you, you prematurely answered my next question, which was, uh, can you break down for me one aspect or main focus of your campaign? And I think you just did, and I'm assuming it's public education. It is public education and, and also, of course, housing. We, oh, yes, no absolutely, yeah. absolutely. There's, there's no way um, being part of Uptown uh, that yes. housing um, can't be part of a platform, and it's also the number one constituent issue uh, that we deal with um, in the office. And also I'm, I'm one of the uh, founding members of North Manhattan's Not For Sale, uh, so uh, there's so many underlying uh, policies that encourage the displacement of families that have lived here for decades, that have built these uh, the neighborhoods of Washington Heights and Inwood, that have been here uh, during the uh, crisis of the, the drug epidemic, which right now we're seeing a resurgence of, um, which we have yes, to Yes, I heard, I've heard. Now, that occurred. I'm just curious um, because mm-hmm. I learned about that in the public health program, and that occurred in what was that? Was that the 60s or 70s? Um, it was the oh. late 70s, early 80s. Okay, I see. I see. I definitely mm-hmm. heard. Uh, and, wow, that's interesting. Okay, go go ahead. So affordable housing, definitely. And so um, that's what you see daily the most of in mm-hmm. regards to uptown. And I am, I didn't say, I am um, um, a resident of District 10. And so they're living in Wood and definitely familiar with um, affordable housing and the issues mm-hmm. and the protests, and I try to do what I can to attend community board uh, meetings and such just yeah. to be, stay abreast of what's going on in my own neighborhood. 
Yes, it's um, um, it's really important, and, and it's part of what Uptown Community Democrats does too. Um, we we educate everyone on the mechanics of politics, so that people understand how to use that to empower themselves to make change in policies. Um, so we also educate on different policies. Um, so yeah, it, it, the, the rezoning is clearly a, a factor um, in displacing. Uh, individuals, especially in Inwood right now. Uh, so it's definitely and, and it's, Right, absolutely. So um, this has been great, and I don't want to hold up too much of your time. Um, this is Grateful Badass Podcast. So what are you most grateful for, Joanna? I am most grateful for, um, for God blessing me with the family that I have. There's just, 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 being able to wake up and saying, I am well, and my children are well, and my mother is well, and my brother is, it is an incredible joy, and, it, and it's what keeps me going every day. Oh, that sounds awesome. So, a last question. What do you, and this is something that new that I added, mm-hmm. and sort of um, to remind me of uh, self-care and, be, and being of gratitude for myself, for self, mm-hmm. and because, um, you know, you have a huge platform and that you work on constantly and you're seeking to do more. So what do you do for self, self-care and being in gratitude of Joanna? Um, so two things. Uh, one, uh, I am uh, – I. Up, up until I think uh, two days ago, I was a deacon of Fort Washington Collegiate Church. I am okay. now an elder of Fort oh, Washington Collegiate Church. Congratulations! I didn't know. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, so uh, when I go to church and I'm involved in the church, and I am so grateful that it's a social justice church. Yeah. Um, um, that is almost like my, my haven, uh, my, my place of solitude in, in regards to being in touch with me and what I'm grateful for and, and understanding, um, you know, I have often been asked the question of how is it that I work in politics and I'm an advocate and at the same time, I'm also involved in the church as if those are two different things. Um, like how do I reconcile those two things? And uh, my answer has always been uh, Jesus Christ was a social justice activist. Absolutely. Uh, was he not? Uh, yes. Yeah. forget this. <laughs> yes. He advocated for the poor, for the marginalized. Uh, sometimes he was alone. Sometimes he had company. Sometimes yes. he wasn't sure about the company he was keeping. And um, I am by no means um, holding myself in the same esteem as as our Lord, but I do look at that as a mentor, as an example of why we keep doing what we're doing. Um, so that's part of it. And and okay. the more practical way that I also uh, make sure that self care is right. there are times where I tell my kids I will be back in an hour, and it is to your benefit to let mom get a massage. Trust me, you will be much happier when I come back. <laughs> okay, <laughs> so exactly. So you, okay, so you take the so massage. What, what's your, uh, well, I, I, don't, I want, don't want to go into that. But that's wonderful, and that's awesome, and I'm learning to do um, more of that for myself. I said that I was listening to another podcast, and the host was saying that she makes a weekly date with herself, a weekly. And I was like, wow, that's awesome. Mm-hmm. How can I make time? I need to do this. I, 
Yeah. Say it again. You got to pencil it in. You have to put it on your calendar. I have to. I have to put it on my calendar. You're right, Joanna. Like I cancel in everything else, I need to make myself a priority. All right, then. Any parting words for our listeners? I thank you so much for coming on. Anything else you want to add? No, just that um, I just want to thank you, Stacey, for having me on. I want to thank your listeners uh, for listening, and I look forward um, to seeing everyone on this journey that I'm about to embark That's, on. Okay, so how can we uh, – is it too early, or how can we find you? So um, listeners want to support your campaign for city council for District 10. Is um, yes. In, yes. Um, so um, if you go to the uh, campaign finance board, uh, they already have me listed, um, and there's a link where you can press in and make a contribution. Uh, what's great is that uh, New York City and I um, as a, uh, have decided to participate in the um, campaign finance uh, program, which means that uh, for every – uh, every dollar is matched by eight. So, for example, if you contribute $10, it's okay. max, um, and it's actually $90. Um, and and awesome. it's a program to level the playing field so that small dollar donors have a bigger say on who to elect than big donors. Um, and that's why I'm participating in this program. Awesome. And once again, what, what's the website? Campaign Finance Board. Um, it's Campaign CFB. Finance Board. Yes, mm-hmm. I actually Googled, and I, you, you absolutely right. You, actually, if you Google your name, Joanna Garcia. Anyway, I have links for all of this in the show notes, but just in case, we Google your name, Joanna Garcia. It actually comes up. No, City Council, Joanna Garcia. And mm-hmm. It actually comes up. So, I, yeah, and I definitely, um, our listeners, if you want to support, there you are, Campaign Election Finance and uh, Joanna Garcia. Thank you so much, Joanna. I definitely appreciate you. All the best to you and your family and everything that you have that's in store for you ahead. And so there you have it. Thank you so much to Joanna Garcia. Thank you for agreeing to appear on Grateful Badass Podcast and sharing with our Grateful Badass listeners. And listeners, if you want to hear more about Joanna's campaign, please check out the show notes. I will have links to her website where you can support, find out more information about her campaign and platform and um, show your support if interested. All right, that's a wrap for the first episode of the Be Informed Law, Social Justice, and Community Activism series for Grateful Badass. Stay tuned for the next following weeks for more intriguing badass guests doing badass things out in the community. And I'm just excited as you may be. And so stay tuned. All right, that's all I have for you on this week. Have a wonderful weekend. And as my maternal grandmother would always say, have a good day today and a better day tomorrow. Bye.